welcome. I'm Pastor Vince, and this is Applying God's Word, a Bible teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 39, titled, Seeking First the Kingdom of God. One of the most popular memory verses about the promise of God to meet the needs of his children is Matthew 6, verse 33, which says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. This verse is an incredible promise, but with emphasis on God's provision, we often lose sight of other significant issues of kingdom living. Jesus declares the existence of a new and different kingdom. His reference to seek his kingdom reminds us that there is more to reality than what we can see, feel, hear, or taste. The prophet Isaiah warned of those who had eyes but could not see, and ears but could not hear. Jesus battled throughout his ministry the idea that many in Israel embraced to make him a military or political leader to deliver them from Roman occupation. When Jesus was asked in Matthew 13 why he taught in parables, he explained that spiritual truth is a secret that cannot be understood by those dominated by material things and calloused hearts. The apostle prayed for the saints at Ephesus for God to open the eyes of their heart. Why? Because genuine faith is a spiritual reality that transcends our material existence. You have an enemy who is opposed to Christ and his followers. To live in ignorance of spiritual warfare is the most naive and dangerous thing a person can do. It's like waltzing through the worst part of town late at night, waving your wallet above your head as though no one can see you since you don't see them. Jesus is the ruler of a new kingdom, and he calls his followers to make pursuing his kingdom a priority. We are called to seek first the kingdom of God. The word first is not a reference to time, but quality. The sense of above all things is obvious in Matthew 6:33, for Jesus is not teaching that we should seek the kingdom first and then other things, but that there should be an exclusive orientation to the divine kingdom and righteousness. We don't pursue his kingdom as the first of several stops on a journey. This was the case in Galatia where the Apostle Paul rebuked the church for turning to legalistic practices to accomplish or maintain redemption after having trusted in Christ alone for salvation. Christ and Christ alone is sufficient to equip us for his kingdom. It is through Christ we have access to divine provision to meet the needs that often cause us to worry. The Bible reminds us in Romans 8.32, He who did not spare his own son, but offered him up for us all, how will he not, along with him, grant us everything? A second aspect of the kingdom being a priority is the command to pursue or seek it. More than an awareness that God is first and greater than all other sources, we are commanded to seek his kingdom. Our seeking is volitional and intentional. God does not force us to seek him. The Bible says in John 6, verse 44, that his spirit draws us, but he does not force us. We do not seek God by accident. Seeking is a deliberate choice to search for God with the eyes of your heart. The scripture is clear that our pursuit is not for just any kingdom. 
we seek God's kingdom. We are called to pursue and submit to the reign and rule of Almighty God. Perhaps one reason God seems distant and the worries of life seem dominant is our reluctance to submit to his authority. The Bible said God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. 1 Peter 5 verses 5 and 6 Jesus Christ is the Good Shepherd, but he is also the reigning King of Kings. Now, here's an excerpt from the life of William Booth, founder of the Salvation Army. He was asked about the secret of his success and the impact the Salvation Army was having on the world. He said, I will tell you the secret. God has all of me there is of me. There have been men with better brains, greater talents, greater opportunities. But from the day I got a vision for what Jesus could do with the poor of London, I made up my mind that God would have all of William Booth there was. See, William Booth knew the Salvation Army had only one commander-in-chief whose rank and power surpasses all of our futile attempts to govern our own lives. Securing the provision that God promised in Matthew 6 verse 33 flows from the basic understanding that God is not interested in building your kingdom, but he is extremely committed to meeting your needs that empower you to build his kingdom. While you may satisfy your desire for candy at the gas station, your choice for substantial nutrition is limited. To find nutritional meals, you must seek other places that offer something other than Snickers, Skittles, and Reese's peanut butter cups. God's provision is not found at convenience stores offering items you for your temporary pleasure. The Bible says this in James chapter 4, verse 3. You ask and don't receive because you ask wrongly, so that you may spend it on your desires for pleasure. This world has a lot to offer, but it does not provide what we need. Matthew 6.33 is not a name-it-and-claim-it promise for God to give you anything you desire. God promises to meet legitimate needs of those who seek Him and His righteousness. In Philippians 4 verse 19, the Apostle Paul described God's provision as coming from the reservoir of his riches in glory. Through seeking the face of the one who is holy, 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 we experience the generosity of his mighty hand to meet needs that reflect God's righteousness. God made an incredible promise to care for us with greater concern than the flowers and the birds but he also instructed where and how to find his provision. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you.